Another edition of the Red and White Podcast. I'm your host, Evan, here with my friend, Will. We have a special guest again. Our series of NIL talks continue now with Tim McKay, offensive lineman, NC State. Tim, how are you doing? I'm good. How are you doing? I'm doing great. Everybody, we've we've talked to already. We talked to Scott Wood earlier this morning. We talked to Josh Goodson. They kept deferring to you on a lot of these questions. So we're going to bring the heat for you on these questions. So I hope you're ready for it. (laughs) (laughs) The first one is Josh said you're going to end up running a billion dollar hedge fund in in New York city. Is that your end goal? The end goal would be venture capital, not hedge fund, but multi-billion dollar venture capital fund in New York city, (laughs) San Francisco. Really? It's exciting stuff. Now you caught our attention recently. You, and anytime somebody, uh, you know, tweets out of the norm, right? And I want to say you're out of the norm because most athletes don't, um, I don't say, engage in the way you do with your other interests outside of football, right? We've seen um, your series of tweets lately in the offseason have all been business and brand related. Was NIL in your mind when you started those or is that just, you know, what you're trying to do? Uh, how are you building your brand, and, and and what is what is all that about? What's your interest there? Mm. So to be honest, and I wasn't really in my mind when I started tweeting. So a lot of venture capitalists live on Twitter, and like that's where you get a lot of their deal flow deal flow from. So I just thought I would start putting myself out there, making connection with these big players in the industry, and hopefully something get out of it. And it's really worked a lot. So I made a lot of great connections. So I'm, I'm going to keep tweeting. Nice. Yeah, well, I was you're still say, delayed. Yeah, I don't know if I'm I'm super delayed or not, but the um yeah, it really caught our eyes and it was kind of refreshing to see that. Um I was kind of curious. Um, you know, Icky obviously just got drafted and had a huge season and there was all this, you know, I would say part of his brand is probably around pancakes and things like that. Are you surprised that, you know, you guys weren't able to leverage that as an O line unit and get some NIL sponsorships from uh you know, any of the pancake companies or syrup bottles or IHOP? To be honest, when NIL started, like, in July, we were really focused on, like, getting deals and stuff. Like, we went straight into the season. We had, like, one month to focus on NIL. And then fall camp came, and then we just focused on the season. So we didn't really, like, look at look at it too much. Yeah. Well, Maybe that, this year, though. Yeah. Uh, and I was curious, too, right? Like, I mean, do the coaches kind of give you guys any advice on how to, you know, Obviously, you want to stay focused during the offseason, during the training, during, you know, in season. But, you know, are they encouraging you guys to try to take advantage of these opportunities when you can? Yeah, they definitely think it's a great opportunity for us to capitalize on our NIL. So it definitely talks in the MRF, but it goes back to, like, really focusing on football, too. Like, be balancing your studies and your academics and NIL. <clears throat> Do you think this this whole thing is leading to be athletes, uh, maybe less student athletes and more employees? Do you think that's a, the trend this is going? Or, uh, you know, is there – how do you feel about all that? It's crazy because I just saw your tweet about that, like, 
right before this call. So that's funny. Um, I don't know. We'll see. Lots going on. Things are changing every day. My yeah. thing should always be viewed as employees since we go through a lot. But I know we're on scholarship here to be students. So I appreciate the scholarship and everything. But I think we do more to classify ourselves as employees. Yeah, I think there's um, I think there's a large segment of the fan base that would probably agree with that. Um, but we understand, you know, we, we don't want to put you in a bad position there. Right. But <laughs> I, I, I think that was a fair answer. Um, you know, we'll switch it up for a second because I know some people are going to want to know some football stuff. So, you know, just like coming out of spring camp, you know, do you guys do you feel like, you know, everything's running up for a big year? Or is there anything like you think you need to work on or the team needs to work on? We definitely had a great spring. You know, we're flying around, really clicking, all gears going full speed. I think we have a great season. Just going to go into summer workouts and just grind again and build that strong bond and really go after this year, get the ACC, hopefully not you. If State has a big year, is there, has the collective or have you all talked about, are there any strategies in place to take advantage of that for the players? Uh, we haven't talked about that yet. Okay. Everything's coming in. And my other question is, is getting more towards some of your tweets that I think have uh, been really interesting. Uh, as a player, speaking to other players, right? I see you talking about this, building your brand, those things a lot. How, do you, how are you advising the younger guys to market themselves and build their brands? I know something you're working on. Are they coming to you for those questions, you know, for those answers or for that conversation? Mm. So... A lot of guys have come to me, but they're not really interested in, like, building their brand. But I advise them to, like, just start talking about things you're interested in. You know, mm-hmm. obviously you're a football player, but you have life after football. So, like, what are you going to do after that? So talk about your interests. Talk about things you think are fun and just really put yourself out there. It's hard to put yourself out there, but if you do, a lot of great things will happen out of it. Yeah, one of your tweets, uh, I'm going to read it right here. College sports is such a short blip on our lives, but what we do in college can define our next five to ten years of our uh, of our lives. Networking and experience are, are keen to success after college. I mean, I thought that was a very astute point. I mean, that is something that I, I didn't realize as a, a college student, right? <laughs> and you guys are, as football players, are in position to have that attention, start building your network, based on your your on the field skills but also that now that opens the doors for your your other skills and other interests you know i i just think that whole that whole series you you that thread you created i thought it was very on point and uh, you. you know more athletes i think would benefit themselves to think about things like that uh, yeah, as they're trying to grow so <laughs> good on you for for understanding that at, the, at that point man well beyond where say, i was at that point yeah, maybe a Oh, sorry, Tim. Go. I also say that for college athletes, this might be the height of your marketability. So take advantage of that and really focus on using your brand and leveraging that to lead you for success after college. Yeah, I mean, absolutely. I think that is um, use yeah use the exposure that you have now. And, and again, mm-hmm. if you're interested in something, players talking about it. Um, you know, doing it. I'm curious. I know you have some teammates like Drake and Thayer who are doing their own ventures. Do you know what kind of success they're finding? Are they finding the, you know, the level of, you know, success, what they intended or what they had hoped? Uh, I haven't really asked them too much about it. 
Yeah. Do y'all do, do the players talk about um, their NIL deals and, and things like that? Not really. It's crazy. Like, I think we're all doing our own stuff, but with the collective, it'll like really bring us together. Might be a big topic in the locker room. I see it happening. Yeah. Nice. It so, it kind of it kind of reminds me, Evan, of like you know, <laughs> I remember my dad gave me this advice one time. It was like, don't talk about your salary, don't talk about things that you're <laughs> earning. And I've always wondered if maybe that that's kind of like an unspoken rule, right, in the locker room, right? Like you'll you'll see like a tweet, you know, I think. Um, you know, Devin was doing that thing for Bobbitt, I think. Mm-hmm. Right. So like you guys are obviously going to see that, but I'd, I'd assume it's almost better if you guys don't really speak too much of the details, right. Other than maybe trying to help each other find a, you know, a networking opportunity or something like that. Yeah, I think when you see those mega deals and people so start. You've got, yeah. yeah. Then like, am I got web three in your Twitter profile? Mm. Oops. Sorry. I think we're, we're lagging here. <laughs> Um, yeah, you've got, Evan's, you've, Evan's countryside internet is uh, bogging us down. For this stuff. <laughs> is it mine? Is it mine? I don't know. Um, well, you've got Web3 in your Twitter profile. And then Will and I did a podcast recently about the Oregon Ducks, Ducks of a Feather, Ducks of a Feather NFT promotion for their NIL. Have you seen that? I haven't seen that. I'll definitely check that out. You said Oregon Ducks. Yeah, I'll pass on to the information we have. We took, we did a podcast about it, and there's a bunch of um, notes. What they did was they raised money for their NIL by launching an NFT. They t- they associate those NFTs with a limited edition uh, Nike shoe, and they got all sorts of celebrity involvement, and uh, it's super interesting. I think you probably find it fascinating. I'll pass it on to you. That's pretty neat. Um, yeah, I think one of the things you had tweeted about – uh, NIL being the wild west, right? And that's where all these questions and, we, you know, nobody really has the right answers yet kind of figuring out. Crazy. Um, but you said the most overlooked avenue in Web3 or is Web3, right? And so that's crypto, NFTs, all these things. How mm-hmm. do you relate that to athletics? Yeah. So NIL, name, image, likeness, give ownership over your name image likeness obviously and then crypto web3 decentralized economy is also like you own all your data you own everything so it's not like apple amazon profiting off of you it's you owning your and storing all your stuff so i think with nfts it's an opportunity for you to have something that you fully own and allow fans and donors alumni to participate in that and profit on you growing and not have someone else a middleman profiting off of you yeah, one of the things we talked about, I think we did it on that podcast, was, you know, if if state had a almost like an NFT marketplace where the players could design tokens or, you know, leverage opportunities for experiences and things like that, that might be a way for for players to take advantage of the of the NIL. Um, so, I mean, is that something that you've thought of? You actually didn't talk to the uh, Wolfpack, the Pack of Wolves Collective about like working with NFTs and stuff. So something should be coming like the next couple of months. So it's pretty exciting. I think one thing you need to think of like, what if you got an NFT of a really young player and you held it for four years, they graduated going to NFL and like, look at the value of the NFT. That's a real income stream right there. Yeah. It's like, I mean, a lot of people might be able to liken it more to like, you know, having like a rookie player card or something like that and having it early. Right. 
Yeah. Um, I still think a lot of people probably struggle with the concepts around it, but you know, I, um, I, I can't remember what it was. What's that marketplace, uh, Evan, where they've been using the the pack drops and things like that for cards, relatively like digital open cards. C. Yeah, open C. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think super. It's it's interesting uh, that whole. I, and I think that's you know Tim's right on there. I think you'll probably see less trading cards in the future, and you'll see NFTs right. in that regards as uh, you know as a replacement. And I think you've seen some with uh, a Top Shot. I think NBA does uh, yeah. some of that stuff. Um, it, it'll be interesting to see how that evolves. But I I see that direction is going in it. Um, yeah, it's really interesting. I know you're into. VC investing pitches, all uh, you know, all of that kind of stuff. Uh, you know, private equity. What would be your pitch to the average fan of why they should participate in the Pack of Bulls Collective? I think people should participate in the Pack of Bulls Collective to support student athletes and help them grow as individuals after college too. I think people should lend their network, lend their experiences, and lend their money to us—not to us, but like to the collective as a whole—to support us in our ventures. It's not just about monetary compensation. It's about helping us build a brand for after college. It's about leaving That's an impact answer. for us. That's a good yeah, answer. It, it, I mean, honestly, right? There, there's kind of been a wall between fans, businesses, et cetera, and athletes in the past, right? And that's what I think a lot of people are missing out with what these collectives are doing and what you're highlighting, right? Is, is that network, that opportunity, you know, the chance to you know, maybe it'll be like, you know, talks and forums and things like that, where you guys are going to get something you never got previously. And that's what the, the funding, this kind of collective can help you guys with. Oh, you know, there. <laughs> Evan's typing something into our Google Doc here. And I, I told him <laughs> I had to ask this, but you know, what's what's it like having Matt back on the, uh, I guess he's, he's pretty close by now, right? At Elon? Yeah, he is. The um, now I I told him I, I would say this, but I still feel like your brother got done done wrong that first season, <laughs> right? Now you don't have to say anything, Tim. I'm just gonna say I thought he was the quarterback for that year, and uh, I'm just happy to see him still getting opportunities. Um, yeah. but like, what what's it been like? You know, you guys have had very different experiences, obviously, with him going to multiple stops now, and you being at NC State. Like, I mean. Do you guys talk about that a lot as like a, you know, from a family perspective? It's definitely shown us like resiliency and hard work. You know, he's been through a lot. I won't talk about like his experience at NC State because it's in the past, but he taught me a lot of lessons and it's great to have him nearby at Elon. He comes home a lot, so that's great. We work out together and just bond even more. So I appreciate that. Yeah, I've always been curious, dude, when the players transfer out, do do they still have an opportunity to come back and like work out with you guys in the off season or anything like that? Or is it... Maybe that's something that would be explored down the road now that transferring is becoming more more normal. Um, I wouldn't say working out in the off season, but maybe like throwing on the weekends, like Saturday morning throwing, and then obviously pro day. We have former players come back and work out with us. Yeah, that's a good point. Oh, I guess are, are these all questions yeah. for me, Evan? Okay. Yeah, go ahead. Well, go ahead. Yeah, so you know, here's another one for just for the football perspective, right? Is you know, you guys have obviously lost some. Some key folks this offseason, um, we're still waiting to hear back with Zavala and the NCAA and obviously, you know, Ricky and Bam or, and Icky are gone. But like, you know, do, does the O-line itself like have, you know, 
goals as a unit or is each player kind of have individual goals for this year? Uh, when you play O-line, everything is like a unit. If one person messes up, then that messes up the whole play. So we all work together. We all have the same goals, trying to dominate pass detection, run blocking, and really give an opportunity for our backs and Leary to air it out. So we're working together. We don't have many individual goals at all. So we're just working as a unit. Yeah, that's uh, yeah. I've been curious. You know, uh, a big thing. You know, every other week is you'll see like a pro football focus or someone releasing. You know, their quote unquote grades uh, on blocking and passing. Do you guys? Are you guys open to that kind of noise out there in social media with people saying, oh, hey, you know, someone was like an 88 this week or a 65 that week? Or do you guys just like not care about that at all? We don't care at all. Grades are grades. Their data is their data. We don't, have, we don't know how they get it. So we just focus on what we're doing, focus on our assignment, our play. And Coach Garrison really helps us with understanding the play, where he messed up and how we can get better. We don't really focus on pro football focus and what they're doing. Yeah, have you guys have you guys talked at all about doing something maybe in the off season where you guys could maybe do like a, a podcast series where the offensive line, you know, tries to explain to casual fans like, you know, here's what you should be watching in the game or here's where, you know, we didn't make a mistake. Yeah. <laughs> Perhaps. I never thought about that. That's pretty neat. That's an opportunity for one of your teammates who wants to be get into coaching or analysis right there. Definitely. Put that out on Twitter. I mean, stuff like that content is super interesting. Oh, yeah. Um, you know, it's one of the – Will and I talk about it, two idiots all the time. Like, it's one of the areas that we don't know well, and I think it's it's hard for the average fan to understand, uh, you know, how the offensive line is performing. Uh, yeah, that makes sense. That's a good you know, idea. That, so there's again, it's somebody's interested in it. You know, beyond if they if they want to get into that kind of thing, then there's an opportunity, like you said, create the content, talk about the things that you're interested in, mm-hmm. and the audience will follow. I think there's a lot of uh, there's probably there's probably an opportunity out there for you know if one of your teammates is looking to get into you know sports broadcasting or um, you know any of that kind of stuff, coaching, like for, yeah. to build their audience in in that manner. I think it'd be super interesting. Because there's not a lot of uh, well-informed opinions on, you know, in that area, right? Mm, that makes uh, sense. This is uh, me just laying the groundwork for when we DM you and say we need you this <laughs> off season to, you know, break down some film for us. And uh, that's right. You know, here, here's the uh, fifty dollars or whatever for the name, image, and likeness for it. But I, I always thought that was something. That's a that's a marketplace. I think that's kind of untapped. Is you know, giving the players an opportunity to kind of say like this was a big play in the game that you may not recognize as a fan. It may go overlooked, but here's where a tight end did something that, that opened this whole play up that it could have been a loss for three, but instead it's a pickup of 15, you know? Yeah. So I think there's, there's space yeah, for you guys as athletes to, to find that, that opportunity. For sure. Tim, what's been your, you started at NC state real early, right? And mm-hmm. it was pre NIL, now it's getting towards the end of your career at NC State. How is how is that how's NIL changed? I don't know the, your your life as a student athlete. I think that's we asked Scott that you know hypothetically, but you're right in the mix, right? How how is that the, your two years and your last you know year and a half been different because of NIL? Yeah. Um, as far as football wise, I wouldn't say it's changed too much, but obviously off the field. I've had an opportunity to make a name for myself, not just in football, but in business world and talking about things I like. 
So NIO gives me a perfect opportunity to expand my network, expand my experiences, and like really build my brand. So I haven't had the opportunity when I first came here, which could have been nice, but now that I have it, I'm grateful for it. Nice. Well, now you, you talk about building your brand. Give us where can our people find you, right? We have a few thousand people are going to listen to this. Where do they find Tim McKay? What's Tim McKay interested in? What are you, you know, what are you doing outside of football? Yeah. So right now I'm doing an internship with RTP Capital. It's an early stage angel group and investing in early stage startups. And I'm working with the due diligence team and screening startups. And I talk about it a lot on Twitter. You can find me at, at Timothy J. McKay and Instagram at Timothy J. McKay. And this summer, I'll be diving into the internship and just speaking more about venture capital and investing, really getting into it. We'll link to all your uh, social profiles in, in the podcast, podcast description. One of the things that I was reading your Twitter last night and I responded to you about, uh, you were talking about market opportunities and, mm-hmm. and pitch decks. How do people evaluate that? Now, yeah. I've been in a similar space for a long time. And I think what I've seen, and this is what I, I put on Twitter, is that people grossly overestimate their market size, right? And, yeah. and how do you, under, how do you, your question was, how do they, how do you figure that out? And I think I it's the noise. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. How do you see through noise? It's, it's understanding the reality of that market size. I think that is the different, that makes a good investor, uh, that's what makes you stand out among others is not just saying, you know, I'm targeting everybody's interested in football or, you know, whatever it may be for that particular venture. But it's in the reality, the market is much smaller than that. And seeing if somebody can define to me, the ones that are always most interesting are, are the ones that are saying, hey, the market is this is my spe- I'm going after this specific demographic or this specific yeah. group or this specific part of the market that. To me, that it identifies somebody who knows what they're talking about, right? And knows that they are, you know, eventually maybe your market is much bigger, but having a much more narrow focus straight away is, um, and I think you'll probably learn that as you get into, you know, the due diligence investing and whatnot. But I think mm-hmm. that is one thing that um, you'll see people who get it and don't get it is, and it's exactly right there seeing through the noise with their, with their overall market size. Yeah, that makes sense. Uh, Tim, I'm, I'm just, <laughs> I queue up a bunch of links. I'm going to DM you about the Oregon Ducks NFTs. Cause I think you're, yeah. you'll be really interested in seeing how they did that and what they did there. But in the future, if there's anything else that we can help you with, uh, if anything you want promotion with or anything you want to talk about, uh, feel free to reach out. We appreciate you know, what you're doing on the field, what you're doing off the field. I think it's, uh, it's super interesting. I uh, hope you have a fantastic season. We're pulling for you, pulling for the team. And, you know, again, let us know how we can help. Yes, sir. Thank you. As always, thanks for listening, y'all. Uh, reach, find out, look out for Tim. His links will be in the description of the podcast. And thanks for listening. Go Pack. Yep, go Pack. This episode is brought to you by livingrelief.com. 
a Wolfpack-owned business that is your source for Delta-8, CBD, THCV, gummies, tinctures, chocolates, all North Carolina-based quality products that can help with sleep, anxiety, pain, and countless other medical benefits. Highly recommend checking these guys out. Their stuff is really good. And if you use code REDWHITE20, you get 20% off your first order. That's REDWHITE20, livingrelief.com, living, R-E-L-E-A-F.com. Thanks for listening.